Hello and welcome to MetPod, the official CPD podcast for Maiden Early Trust staff by Maiden Early Trust staff. In each episode, we are joined by a member of Trust staff to share their area of expertise, interest or research in the hope that it will inspire our listeners to try out something new in their own practice. I'm Chloe Bateman, a history and religion and philosophy teacher at Maiden Early School, and I will be your host for this episode. I'm really excited today to be joined by Emma Kelly, the Young Carers Champion at Maiden Early School, to discuss how we can best provide for and support our young carers. So thank you very much, Emma, for coming on the podcast to discuss this really important aspect of our provision. Um, I was wondering whether you could start by kind of giving us a definition of who young carers actually are, just so we're um, starting with that really clearly in mind. Yeah, certainly. So a young carer then is a person under the age of 18 who helps to look after a relative. They perhaps might have a disability, an illness, a mental health condition, a drug or alcohol problem. Young carers at Maiden Early typically look after one of their parents or care for a brother or sister. And in this case, they may perform tasks such as including to help with personal care, so maybe helping them bathe or wash, um, with difficult physical tasks such as lifting and getting themselves off of furniture, perhaps off of the sofa, giving them medication and helping to manage their medication, looking after family finances, so perhaps paying bills, and offering emotional support, um, almost to the degree that they're having to act as a parent. Currently, at Maiden Early, most of our young carers, as I said, look after a brother or sister or their parent, and we've got 42 children that perform this task. So that's really clear then as a definition of of kind of what would um, come under that young carer banner. So how does the school go about actually identifying who does fit that definition of a young carer? So I suppose there are sort of two main referral routes to the point where they get identified or flagged to me. Um, first, it would be either by themselves or by a family member or potentially a friend. Um, it could be something they say in passing or just a brief comment perhaps they make that somebody may well overhear or the family may well think, actually, this is this is now verging on, the, verging on the stage of them becoming a young carer. Or potentially they think, yes, they're definitely doing more or perhaps the tasks that I might carry out within the home, um, in which case they may well flag them to us as a school um, for support. Um, sometimes within peer groups as well. Um, potentially like with girls as well they tend to look out for each other a lot more and they form close-knit relationships at school Um, and so as such they get concerned very easily about their friends and their peers so they may well identify themselves to me or raise a concern about a friend. Um, Second main route I suppose is via staff referral and this is perhaps the most common one that we see. Um, This is potentially where a member of staff might overhear something in a lesson or see something in a lesson or during a tutor time that they think actually isn't quite right. Um, Sometimes it falls under the bracket of things that potentially aren't really the age-related expectation of a child. Um, For example, if they're talking about money quite a lot within a lesson, um, or they're talking about plans for after school, or they're counselling maybe on friends and you overhear that during tutor time. Um, Sometimes it's a pretty big indicator then that they've got a lot on their plate um, and they may well fall into this young carer bracket. So it's really important then that staff are aware and looking for those signs. Um, So that's really helpful to know that. I was just wondering, because obviously as part of your role, you've actually developed a young carer strategy for the whole of Maiden Early School. And whether you can maybe talk us through what that strategy actually entails and what your plans are with that. Yeah, definitely. So my strategy with young carers this year forms six main parts, if you like. Um, The first part I'm really, really passionate about and raising is the profile of young carers and ensuring that they are at the forefront of staff mind. Um, In particular, one way we do this is by publishing lists of young carers regularly through the staff bulletin so that staff are aware of these students. 
Um, I think that's really important coming out of lockdown, um, in particular that we're mindful that these students may be suffering or feeling the pace of learning and coming back to school just a little bit more than others. Um, one thing I'm going to be doing is delivering more CPD and training sessions as well, um, in particular working with young carers that come from stigmatised groups. Um, these are young carers potentially are the ones that are going to fly under the radar a little bit more than our others um, and they're the ones that we really should be looking for sort of the warning signs if you like that they may well be a young carer and they're potentially not getting enough support. Um, for example we do see young carers come from like gypsy and roma backgrounds um, and there's a lot of stigma there about coming forward and actually saying yes I do take on a caring role. Um, we also are running things for the new staff induction and this forms part of the new staff induction plan now to actually have an awareness of young carers and to look at young carers support plans in order to sort of best support them. Um, the second part of my strategy also um, helps to ensure that staff recognise that young carer students aren't just one group but require personalised provision. Um, when I say that, we sort of think the challenges of a young, young carer in year seven are very, very different to a young carer in year 12, for example. Um, often in sixth form, young carers have got a lot of pressure because they're thinking about university and life post made in early. Um, and that brings a lot of emotional stress as they try to sort of balance that with a caring role. Whereas in year seven, students are sort of a bit more wary of spending more time away from home. Things like homework and the pressure of starting a new secondary school again there um, does provide a lot of emotional stress for them. And that's something we're keen to support with. Um, as I said, we use young carer support plans and I'll sort of go into a bit more detail about those, I think, shortly. Um, Secondly, or thirdly rather, I would use a clear single point of contact. Um, it's really, really important for staff to recognise that I'm the lead for young carers here um, to ensure that we get the children support they actually do need. Um, please, if anybody does have a concern that a student is a young carer, do get in contact with me. Um, to sort of recognise that young carers exist beyond the curriculum um, is sort of the fourth key aspect of my strategic plan. Um, Outside of the curriculum, we provide a bespoke plan of activities, uh, which are designed really to support young carers in the role that they may take on at home. And whilst academic success is really, really important for students, um, I think recognising the pressures that they're experiencing at home and helping them to manage and to deal with those um, in a positive way is really important. Um, one way we've done that is by running first aid classes. Um, quite a lot of our young carers often help to care for disabled siblings or family members. Um, and so in the event of an emergency, all of our young carers know how to respond until medical care can arrive. Um, this course was run by St John's Ambulance and they've really responded well um, to that sort of investment in funding in them. And it really pushes the young carer group on, which is really, really lovely. Um, we support and liaise with external agencies, which is like the fifth aspect, if you like, of the strategic plan. Um, in particular for Maiden Early, early um, we liaise with Woking and Borough Young Carers. Um, they put on student groups every single Friday in the Silverdale Centre. Um, these aren't compulsory for students to go to and they do run virtually as well. Um, but again, it provides that support outside of school hours. Um, should a young carer feel unsupported or like it's all too much for them, that support is there. Um, and finally, because of all the work that we've done in school over the past two years and all of the changes and sort of the pushing on that we've made with the Young Carer Strategy. Um, I've been able to apply for the Young Carers Gold Award, which is hosted by the Children's Society. Um, so before I took over this role, Claire, Claire Nimmo um, put together enough evidence for the bronze and the silver award. Um, but what we've done here in terms of raising the profile of young carers in terms of the new staff training has meant that we're now able to make the application for the gold award. The Gold Award forms five strands and it again is all about maintaining and raising the profile of young carers, ensuring they have support and access to provision um, and again wants to continue to build on all of the support there is for them outside the curriculum as this is sort of the ever-growing branch if you like of young carers. Um, I hope that provides some clarity.
yeah that sounds amazing and I really hope that you get the gold award because everything you're doing it sounds so multi-stranded and that's such a kind of holistic approach to um to our young carers that we have here at Maiden Early um I was wondering if you could go into a little bit more detail about what we actually offer here at Maiden Early to support our young carers yeah no problem um so the support that we offer young carers as I sort of alluded to before is both in and outside of the curriculum um, in terms of inside the curriculum, we've put together young carer support plans. Um, these plans are designed upon meeting with each one of our young carers individually for a mentor meeting. Um, it has the voice of the child on it and it also has the voice of staff that have taught them before and it works together to sort of provide a plan that's around the child and supports them um, rather than sort of aimed at targeting them maybe for weaknesses that they may well have. Um, on the support plans and staff can access the support plans by looking the child up on Sims and go into their links documents. It's a document that appears right at the top of each one of their links documents. Um, if the staff right click on that and press open, it draws up the support plan on the screen for them. Here it monitors the child's attendance, um, details any relevant needs that they may have, for example, if they're AL or if they've got an SEN need. At the top of that document, it has the voice of the child and potentially as well the reasons why they are a young carer if the student would like to disclose that to the staff body, that is their wish to do so. Um, on that document, as I said, it has the child's strengths and these come from the voice of staff that have taught them before and the student themselves. It has what their aim is to do in future life, so you've got that sort of motivation and you understand. And it also has strategies to support them. The strategies to support the young carer come predominantly from the student themselves. Um, and it's things that they think may well help them. For example, some of our students struggle to do homework that's based on the computer and will prefer printed or written copies of that. Um, some of them need slightly longer to complete homework tasks because of the pressure and how many people are at home that they're looking after. Um, others quite simply require the homework breaking down for them a little bit more as they can't balance the pressures of learning and their caring role as well. Um, but as I said, these support plans are accessible to staff and I do really recommend staff looking at them. They're on the bulletin fortnightly as well, should you forget to look them on Sims. So outside of support plans, we offer a homework club at lunchtime for students as well in inclusion. Um, this runs at lunchtimes, as I said, because after school, students quite often have to rush home to look after a family member. Um, it's hosted by inclusion. Students are free to drop in there, providing they're a young carer. They can go and eat their lunch in there. They can use their phone if they need to contact home and they're worried about a relative that they're caring for. And it provides them with a safe space to socialise with our young carers and complete their homework as well to avoid that stress and their worry of them missing their homework deadline. Each one of our young carer students is also mentored. Um, they're mentored by a member of staff. In most cases, it is their tutor um, or it's myself. And we try and pair them up with an older young carer as well who's sort of been through some of the same issues. And that mentoring takes place also within the Jack sessions that we offer students. Um, the Jack sessions are really, really helpful and we run those once every half term on a Friday in the Silverdale Centre and it provides our young carers with a safe space to drop into um, once a half term, as I said, to sort of alleviate any worries they've got, talk about what their concerns are um, and it's also where we sit down together and we plan sort of the vision for the group going forward. Um, for example, in those meetings, we might plan things like how we're going to raise money for charities, because that's one thing the group's really passionate about, is raising money for charities that support them and their families outside of school. Um, for example, last year we had loads of involvement with Daisy's Dream, so we raised £300 for them through the Young Carers Group. Um, to go alongside this, and I suppose our sort of bespoke provision for them once every half term, we try and offer sessions like cooking classes and first aid skills, as I sort of spoke about before. 
but cooking classes is to help students who may well be taking on that sort of adult role at home um, and help them to provide sort of nutritious meals if you like for their family members that are obviously going to benefit them. Um, for example, we've done healthy lunch boxes, healthy snacks, um, we've cooked balanced meals and we've looked at what a balanced diet entails and how they might go about doing that at home. Um, and then we obviously sit down and we socialise as a group and we share that meal before they go home. And it's also a way of us making sure that they've had some nutritious food as well. That honestly sounds fantastic. And again, it's that like holistic side of it that you've really thought about and that you've brought out in the provision. Um, I'm sure that people already have from listening to this loads of ideas about this anyway. But I was just thinking kind of specifically about um, classroom teachers and say support staff. Mm -hmm. How do you think they can best support a young carer both academically and pastorally? Um, I can't stress enough the value and the importance of regular communication with them. Um, they're a group that sometimes feel overlooked um, and they're a group that sometimes feel that staff don't maybe necessarily recognise them as much as they would like to be. Um, as much as they are a young carer, they have strengths just as any other child, they have hobbies just as any other child does. Um, and it's having these conversations with them to draw out the things that they absolutely love doing that really builds these positive relationships with them. As with any child, if you establish a positive relationship with them, um, it's going to benefit them both academically um, and their sort of sense of well-being and the sense of themselves, which is going to build their confidence. And I just can't stress how important that is enough. Um, alongside that regular communication, if there are any concerns and staff are worried, please do contact me. Um, it's my job as John Carey's lead to make sure that they are supported. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes if it's not flagged or it's not raised to me, I can't intervene quick enough um, and I can't make sure that the support they need is there in a timely manner. Um, so again, please do contact me. My email address is always on the staff bulletin every single week. Um, to go alongside that, please use the Young Carer Support Plans. Um, it's really, really important that we recognise what their strengths are, as I've said, but also how they would like to be supported in the classroom. And it comes back to listening to that voice of the child and what the child wants. Um, please look at the strategies to support them. Please be mindful um, that sometimes they can't always complete homework on time. Um, and these negative conversations don't get brushed off very easily about things like, why don't you have your homework? That sits with them for a good couple of weeks um, and sort of weighs on them, uh, which quite often is when we sort of see the upset. And it starts sometimes for us, in some cases, a bit of a downward spiral of some of our young carers as they struggle to cope. Um, again, if they don't have homework and it's repeated as well as talking to the head of year and your head of department, um, please do alert me because it's clear then that we do also need to put some more support in place for them. Um, as I said, listening to them and exactly what do they need and what do they want from you. Um, so really nice examples where I've seen that happen are in science lessons where students sort of regularly communicate and regularly reflect on what they've learned and they have a chance to write that in their book. Um, sometimes it's best to do that written rather than verbally, as some of them, especially the shyer students, um, may well sort of move away from talking verbally about exactly what they want and exactly how they need, and allow them time to think about what they want and what they need. Um, I think if somebody was to ask me exactly what I want straight away, I'm not sure I could give them an answer instantly. Um, so give them that time to reflect and go back to them and say, it's okay, I'll come back to you and I'll talk about this with you next week. I just wanted to start you thinking about that. Um, is a really, really helpful strategy with working with our young carers. Um, and finally, I suppose, it's just raise any concerns as early and as possibly as, as soon as you can, really. Um, the sooner, as I said, I know about it, the sooner I can help um, and liaise with the relevant head of you, obviously, to get that child the support and the care that they need and they deserve. So, I mean, what you said, Emma, just shows how important it is to treat the young carers, as we do with all of our students, as individual students. Exactly. And 
not just see this young carer label and, and see them all as one group. And I think that's come across kind of loud and clear from what you said. So thank you so much for this really useful and detailed insight into your overall strategy, first of all, for ensuring that young carers here at Maiden Early get the most out of their time in school, but also for those really, really practical tips that you've given for how teachers and support staff can actually support their young carer students to ensure that they are making progress, but also that they are enjoying their time in, in school fundamentally. So thank you very much once again, Emma, for these fantastic insights. Um, I hope that you will join us for the next episode of MetPod, which will be coming out in a fortnight's time.